On today's show, the Yankees lost two out of three to the Brewers in Milwaukee, which wasn't great but not catastrophic, mainly because of Aaron Judge and his Sunday performance. We'll talk about how his performance on Sunday affects his Triple Crown chances. Spoiler alert, it helps them. Plus, Frankie Montas's disaster of a start on Friday was most likely caused by his shoulder barking. The Yankees have results for his MRI, but they're not saying anything yet. And Aaron Hicks discussed his Yankees future and his uncertain playing time. We have quotes from him and we have thoughts from me because I have plenty of them. So get ready because an all new Locked on Yankees is next. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. We're almost up to 1,400 subscribers, so if you could do that for us, that'd be great. Before we get started, I would like to mention that today would have been my father's 81st birthday. And not that I think he would have made it to 81 if he hadn't gotten sick in 2014, but it's fun to think about. And, you know, there's a part of me that realizes how lucky he was for living the life that he did, seeing Yankee players that he saw. He started going to Yankee Stadium in the late 40s. His mom would pack him a a bagged lunch and give him like a nickel or a dime. I can't remember how much it was back then, but it was very cheap to sit in the bleachers. And there's also a part of me that's bummed because he never got to see Aaron Judge. I think Gus would have liked Aaron Judge. I think Gus would have been amazed by Aaron Judge, just the size of him and how athletic he is. And it's not just the hitting, it's the defense as well. And we're going to talk about how awesome Aaron Judge is right now. So let's talk about Sunday because two more home runs. He's at 59, but not just the home runs. He was four for five at the plate. (laughs) So it's not just him bashing home runs. And both of those home runs were hard. Also, he hit... All five of his at-bats, he made contact with the ball. And all five of his balls off the bat were barrels. And that's never happened in the stat cast era, era, where one guy hits that many barrels in a game. So what Judge is doing this season is unbelievable. Now, I will say, his second home run was so hilarious just because of the pitcher's reaction. Because he threw his hands up like, oh, and people were saying, you know, stop throwing him middle, middle junk. But not everyone hits middle, middle junk. Some guys swing right through it. The thing about Judge this year is that he's hitting guys' mistakes. Other guys swing through those mistakes. Judge isn't missing them, usually. That was obviously a mistake pitch. And he hit it really far. (laughs) And I just thought it was 
amazing. Then his last at bat, you know, even Brewers fans were standing up and, and waiting and hoping for his first three home run game of his career. Didn't happen, but he still hit the crap out of the ball, hit a double that scored Aaron Hicks. He's just amazing. So as I said, it's not just home runs. It's everything. His average is up to 316. He has Luis Arise ahead of him and Xander Bogarts right with him. They're all within points of each other, like points of points, like fractions of po- or decimals of points. You know what I mean? Like they're all really close. So these next couple of weeks are going to be really intense. And Xander Bogarts is going to be at Yankee Stadium for four games this weekend. So Yankees pitchers... Do your teammate a solid and try and get him out as much as possible. <laughs> There's nothing you could do about a rise. You have to, you have to um, rely on other teams to shut him down. But you can do something about Bogarts for the weekend and help your boy Aaron Judge out. That would be great. Um, so let's look at some of the numbers because, or let's look at all of Judge's numbers because he, he's just, it's insane how good this guy is. Like, really. So, Triple Crown hasn't been done since Miguel Cabrera 10 years ago. And wouldn't that be something? And also, wouldn't it be something for Judge to pass Roger Maris's 61 home runs 61 years after he set the record in 1961? Don't you love stuff like that? Am I the only, I can't be the only person who loves stuff like that. I love it. It's a uh, synchronicity, right? It's synchronicity. It's not synergy. It's one of those two words. You know what I mean. So with his four for five game, he's at 316. He's tied with Bogarts. Arise started today at 317. He was, he grounded out in his first at bat, so he fell below Judge and Bogarts. He leads all of baseball in homers, obviously. He has 59 of them. And he has 20 more than Kyle Schwarber, who is second in Major League Baseball, with 39. It was funny the other day. Schwarber hit his 39th home run. And it's his career high. Good for you, Kyle Schwarber. That's awesome. But I jokingly quote tweeted the person talking about that home run. And I said, wow, 39 home runs. That's cute. And I jokingly attributed it as an Aaron Judge quote. <laughs> Aaron Judge would never say that about a fellow, pl- fellow player. He would be very nice. Um, Judge leads the majors with 127 runs batted in. Now, the other thing about Judge, his last 10 games, he's batting 500 with four home runs, nine runs batted in. So he's 19 for 38. Pretty cool. And... As I said, he was four for five yesterday with the two home runs. He drove in four runs. He's just, he's having an FU pay me season, basically. Um, and we'll see what the Yankees do. So as I said, Cabrera was the last triple crown. Before that, you have to go all the way back to 1967 and Carl Yastrzemski. Frank Robinson did it the, the year before, 1966. Mickey Mantle's 56. I told you guys last week to look up Mickey Mantle's 56 because it's insane. Ted Williams did it in 47 and in 42. And Mantle and Williams, I believe, 
Right. They led both leagues in all three categories. Joe Medwick did it in 37. Lou Gehrig did it in 34. Jimmy Fox, 33. Chuck Klein did it for the NL in 33. And Rogers Hornsby did it in 22, 1922, and 1925. Now, interestingly enough, other players from around the league are being asked about Judge. And I have some of their answers for you coming up in the next segment. Because as I said, we're talking Judge for a lot of the show today because how can you not so we'll continue this discussion we'll talk about two AL East rival players saying that Judge should probably be the MVP and that he should be paid whatever the hell he wants interesting right I thought so but first As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easy to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hiring versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Subscribe now to Locked On Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So two Yankee rivals were asked about Aaron Judge. One was Vlad Guerrero Jr., the other was Tyler Glasnow. Vlad Guerrero Jr. thinks that Judge should be the MVP. He also believes he was robbed last year. (laughs) I don't think he was. I think Otani deserved it. And I don't think that it would be out of the realm of possibility for Otani to win it again this year with the way the media is talking about him. But how do you not give it to Aaron Judge this year, especially if he hits the triple crown and he hits like 65 home runs and his team makes the playoffs? So yeah, Vlad Jr. thinks Judge should win the MVP. And then Tyler Glasnow was on Chris Rose's podcast. He discussed the fact that he would probably pitch to Aaron Judge. He wouldn't walk him. He said if there was a situation where you think he would walk him intentionally, he wouldn't do it. He's like, you got to challenge guys like that. And he goes, usually good pitching beats good hitting. He's like, but he also said that Aaron Judge is playing out of his mind, that the Yankees should pay him whatever the hell he wants, <laughs> that he deserves it. He was talking about... Judge being a phenomenal player, a phenomenal teammate. I wonder how he knows that. Who's friends with Tyler Glass now and talking to him about that? I wonder. But I just think I see, I like the brotherhood of baseball. You know, I also enjoyed the brawls of baseball because I grew up. My dad basically wanted us to dislike the Red Sox, the Royals and the Dodgers because I was born in 1974. So coming into baseball fandom when I was younger, those were the teams that the Yankees seemed to face a lot and 
play in the playoffs. And so, yeah, those were the three teams that my dad wanted us to not like growing up. And, you know, there were a lot more brawls back then. Players genuinely disliked each other. You know, we kind of wish that players would dislike each other. There are some. I mean, you know, I know Tim Anderson doesn't like Josh Donaldson. I don't blame him. Um, but yeah, it's not the same as it was years ago. You don't have that hatred between players where guys wanted to beat each other up and beat the other team. Literally, you know, that doesn't happen anymore. So it's kind of nice to see guys like Tyler Glass now and Vlad Guerrero Jr. talking about Judge so glowingly. How could you not? What he's doing is phenomenal. And it's just, it's, we're lucky to watch this. I said it the other day. I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it through the end of the season. We are lucky to be witnessing this. We are blessed to witness this. Now, I'm looking at Aaron Judge's splits because some people, I wouldn't say everyone, but, you know, there were some trolls on Twitter who were, Aaron Judge plays in Yankee Stadium. Of course he has 59 home runs. Well, sir, his home and away splits, 29 home runs at home, 30 on the road. His batting average at home, 316. His batting average away, 317. <laughs> the only big, no, it's not even that big. Home, oh, wait, hold on. Home, his slugging is 684. Away, 718. Yeah. Yeah. His on-base percentage at home, 408. His on-base percentage away, 431. He has 68 runs batted in on the road and 59 at home. 15 doubles on the road, 10 at home. Hits are exactly the same, 83 and 83. So don't give me this whole, oh, he plays in Yankee Stadium, it's easier for him. Does it even matter? The man hits 400-foot home runs. They're going to be home runs everywhere. <laughs> Especially, he's not just pulling 400-feet home runs and hitting them to center. He's hitting 400-foot home runs opposite field. He did it yesterday. What? Are, what, what? No. I'm sick and tired of people trying to cut down Aaron Judge when he's having a season for the ages. Stop. You sound silly. Stop it. Stop it. Now, one more thing I'm going to say about Judge, his MVP chances, and Shohei Otani. What Shohei Otani is doing is unbelievable because it's not just that he's average pitching and average hitting. He's above in both. You know, but I feel like you can't discount what Judge is doing simply because he doesn't pitch, which some people want to do. And that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If the Yankees didn't have Judge, they'd be in big trouble. The Angels are horrible this year with Otani and with Trout. How do you not give it to Judge? And if you think that Otani deserves it, then he deserves it every year. And why bother? Just give him the MVP all the time because no one else can do what he's doing. Or create another award for him <laughs> and give it to him every year. Also, CeCe Sabathia, you say Judge is your boy. 
but you think Otani is the MVP. Don't come out and start tweeting about Judge when he's hitting double, you know, two home runs. Because he did that yesterday. He was at the Raiders game and was tweeting about Judge. No, you forfeit every right to tweet about Judge. Tweet about Otani now until the end of the season, okay? Yeah, that really annoyed me. And I almost said something, but I didn't want to get into a fight with CC Sabathia. But no, talk about your boy Otani. Leave Judge alone. Because you don't believe he's the MVP, so you shouldn't even be marveling at what he's doing. Anyway. I really want Judge to get the Triple Crown. Because, oh my god, the poor Yankees. How do you not give him, how do you not back up the Brinks truck? <laughs> like Tyler Glass now. Just give him a blank check. <laughs> just do it. That's what he said. He's like, just give him all the money. Yeah. How do you not... How do you not do that with the performance he's doing? He's just, he's unbelievable. He really is. It's so great. It's so great watching it. Because even if he's not hitting home runs, it's not like he's going into a prolonged slump. He's hitting singles. He did that during that nine-game drought. Oh my God, he hasn't hit a home run in nine games. He was still fine. And I believe his average was 294 on September 3rd, and he's now at 316. Pay the man, Hal. Pay him. So, in a moment, we're going to briefly discuss the Yankees not doing well against Milwaukee, but kind of picking things up in that final game. We have news on Montas, although do we? I don't know. And then a couple of quotes from Aaron Hicks about his playing time in a moment. Okay, so Sunday was scary because the Yankees really almost blew another game. They blew the game Friday night. They weren't really in the game Saturday. It just wasn't a good weekend in Milwaukee. And I warned you before the series, Milwaukee has something to play for. They weren't going to roll over and die for the Yankees. So I wasn't that surprised by the outcome. I was kind of surprised about Friday night, I will admit that. Because it started off so well. But Montas, that's how you say his name. Turns out his shoulder was bothering him, which was why he was not pitching so well. He was given a five-run lead on Friday and gave it up. And then the Yankees couldn't really score after that. That's the problem. That's the problem. They had a couple of opportunities to get it past five, and when they didn't, I looked at my brother and said, mm, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> There's a lot of time left. Plus, did that not feel like the longest game ever? Why was that game so long? It was agonizingly long. I can't believe that it ended after midnight. It started at 8, 10, 8, 10. No, that was not fun. Saturday wasn't fun either. Sunday looked like it wasn't going to be fun. The Brewers were threatening in the ninth inning. Garrett Cole didn't have a great game. He's given up the long ball again. Thank God for Judge. Thank God for Rizzo coming back, hitting a home run, getting three hits. He looked good. Hopefully he'll stay looking good. As Waldo Cabrera hitting a home run, his second of his career. And, you know, Aaron Hicks even doing stuff yesterday. He got on base for Judge, for Judge's second home run. And, uh... Actually got on base for the, wait, was he on base for the double too? Later in the game? Or was that IKF? I think it was IKF, right? I'm conflating innings in my head. So 
yeah, losing two out of three to the Brewers wasn't great, but the Orioles helped the Yankees yesterday by actually beating the Blue Jays because they lost two out of three to the Blue Jays, but they picked the day that the Yankees won a game to beat the Blue Jays, and that helps the Yankees in the standings a bit. Thank you, Orioles, for doing that. That's a that's a nice solid from you, and we appreciate it. So Montas had an MRI. The Yankees need Christopher Ahmad to look at it and see what's going on in his shoulder. But Montas also said that he felt better when he woke up on Saturday. So I guess that's good, but he was working too slow on Friday, but it's understandable if he was feeling something in his shoulder. But they need to do something. They, they need to do something with him because he can't pitch like this. They can't have him in the rotation for the playoffs. It's just not going to work. So they need to figure something out with him very quickly or else it'll be a disaster. Now, I know that Severino is working his way back, but can we really expect Luis Severino to pop in and pop back into the rotation? I don't know. That scares me a little bit there. Um, I know guys have done that where they are injured and they come back for the stretch run or for like the tail end of the stretch run and they're okay. But yeah, no, the Yankees are going to need some help. And the pitching did not look great this weekend. <laughs> it really didn't. Even the bullpen was having issues this weekend. Clay Holmes. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, he got his 20th save the other day. And, and um, he's not looking good. He's not looking good. I don't know what they need to do with him. But... His pitches, some it's so it's unbelievable how out of control his pitches look sometimes. Um, it's almost like watching Greg Weissert pitching because his his pitches go all over the place. And sometimes you're watching Clay Holmes and you're thinking, wait, is oh no, it's not him because he doesn't have a mustache, so it is Clay Holmes. It's just so yeah. Uh, the pitching needs to step it up a bit. The offense did what they needed to do on Sunday. Josh Donaldson also he seems to be heating up a bit. You know, he's not exactly killing the ball at every point, but, you know, he's hit some balls that are... Glaber Torres also heating up. Harrison Bader is supposed to be activated tomorrow for the Pirates series. We will have a preview of that on tomorrow's show, by the way. And all of the other injury updates that you need to know about. Uh, but for now, let's talk about Aaron Hicks because he had some interesting statements to say. And... Ugh. I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I like when a player is honest, but in other cases, you kind of want them to be careful with what they say. Uh, I don't know. I think you guys all know about this by now. It happened. I think the quotes came out yesterday. But he said he said this about Harrison Bader. I expect Bader to come in and start playing every day as he should. He said this on Saturday. He got traded here to help us win. We need him to be himself to win a World Series. When I get opportunities, I'll try to make the most of them, but it's extremely hard when I play a game that I'm off for three days and there's another out outfielder out there. Asked if he can make it work in New York, Hicks said, I don't know. The Yankees are going to have to make a decision. I'll wait for whatever happens. It's not really my call. He also said about Joey Gallo, Joey started to play better with the Dodgers, and I saw on a podcast that 
Dave Roberts played a big part of that with him wanting to get the most out of his players. As of right now, I feel the more I play, the better I'm going to play. That's not what's going on right now. Things are tough in New York. I don't have an answer. If they feel this isn't the right fit for me, that's their call. If I do go to another team, I know I can help them win. He's having a horrible year. Abby and I discussed this after he made that those two really bad plays that caused Aaron Boone to take him out of the game. We talked about how your offense being bad can affect your defense. That seems to be happening with Hicks. I thought in the beginning of the season that maybe it was a matter of him coming back from the injury and the surgery and that it would take a while for him to get going. He hasn't gotten going. And that's why the Yankees are playing other guys in his place. That's why. And I know he believes that, oh, if I play a number of games, but they've given him chances to do that and he hasn't done it. And while I appreciate the candor... I just, ugh, I don't know. He he was very boisterous at the beginning of the season, talking about, you know, possibly doing 30 for 30 or a 30-30 season. 30 for 30. <laughs> Wait, is that a TV show? or t- Isn't that the ESPN thing? Um, no, 30-30 season. He was talking about hitting 30 home runs and stealing 30 bases. I like to dream too, Aaron Hicks. I like to think that I'm going to write for a TV show in the future, and that's not going to happen. So Aaron Hicks has three years and $30 million left on his contract. He has not lived up to that contract. People talk about worst Yankee contracts, but they always talk about the really long ones, like A-Rod. Well, all right, Ellsbury. Yes, that wasn't a great one. But this Hicks contract is coming back to bite the Yankees in the rear end. So will we see Harrison Bader on Tuesday? Possibly. And he was doing pretty well with Somerset. Um, You know, I'm just worried about his foot. Plantar fasciitis is not an easy thing to come back from. As I mentioned last week, he said he still had some discomfort in that foot, but he's playing through it. I don't know if that's the smartest thing in the world. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So to recap, Aaron Judge is unbelievable and he should be the MVP. I don't care what anyone says. Even CC Sabathia. Frankie Montas. We're going to find out what's wrong with his shoulder. But he did wake up on Saturday feeling a little better. But something needs to be done about his pitching. Aaron Hicks doesn't know how his Yankees future looks. Honestly, I think if the Yankees can unload him and his contract, they will. Hmm. Can they get a team to be silly enough to accept a deal like the Yankees accepted for Josh Donaldson? <laughs> I guess we'll find out this offseason. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, 
1,400 subscribers is within our grasp, and it would be really cool if we could get to 1,500 by the time the playoffs begin. You can like our videos, comment on YouTube, and click the bell so you know when our videos go up. Now that you've made us your first listen, how about making your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast? MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast Locked On MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or anywhere else. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday, enjoy the off day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.